welcome to Reddit on Reddit, the internet's auditory version of Reddit. I'm Nelson Allingham, joined by Michael Campbell. Can I reveal something to you? No. This is something, okay. Uh, this is going to be a short episode. Okay. Because all I want to do this episode is reveal things to you. Don't reveal anything, like your thoughts on topics or anything like that. Okay. Keep them a secret. Uh, Nobody can, wants to hear them, Campbell. Can I reply to anything that you posit? Uh, no. Uh, okay. See you later, Cabo. By the way, this is me firing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want it known that we we play the intro live every week. Yep. And then we just shut up during the intro so we don't have to edit anything. Yep. Every single week, I take a gulp of water during that intro. Like, no. Away from the microphone so you can't hear it. Yeah. And then as it's in my mouth before I swallow, mm -hmm. I stop and go, oh, if I swallow this wrong, mm. I'm going to start coughing everywhere. And then oh. I get really nervous. Oh. And then I swallow it really slowly. <laughs> That's worse, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Because like, mm. I, know, I don't want to break, but I know how to drink. <laughs> like, but do you ever get that thing like... When you know you need to be quiet yeah. and suddenly your throat just goes, might just go <laughs> during the middle of a swallow. Do you know what does it for me sometimes is I, I, I like to think it's on the same sort of caliber mm -hmm. of like getting nervous unnecessarily yeah. is like, let's say I'm working on a file at work yeah. uh, and for one reason or another, I've accidentally clicked the delete button mm -hmm. and it comes up with... Are you sure, so sure you want to delete <laughs> yes. this? Especially because at work, it's like everything's saved on a server. So if you just delete it, there's no recycle bin. Uh -huh. It's just gone. And I get uncomfortably nervous about clicking yeah. the cancel button because yeah. I'm like this. And I think this is because oh. one time it's happened where I've like, not necessarily this, but something at home where I like need to press the cancel button and I've like slipped and clicked the yes, definitely delete this. Where I'm I, like, also, I also get, uh, I get this same thing, but I get unreasonably nervous. Even if it's like, I'll cancel. It says, uh, are you sure you want to cancel? Yeah. And I'm hovering over the yes button. I'm like, yeah. I'm confident this is the yes button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But part of me is scared <laughs> that really I've somehow going to click no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is also, there's a really popular, I think, gamer thing. A lot of gamers experience the same thing where you're like, save the game. Maybe you've made a lot of progress. You'll yeah. save the game and then you'll go to quit the game and it'll say all unsaved progress will be lost. <laughs> Are you sure you want to continue? And mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you the amount of people that have gone, no, go back in, save again. I know I already <laughs> saved, but I'm just going to save again, just uh -huh. in case. Uh -huh. And then it comes out with the error message again. You're like, yep. give it 30 seconds. Just think about it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely sure I want to leave. The, <laughs> this is like, and I know we've talked about this on the show years ago at this point, but I've never walked away from my car locking it just once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lock, take a couple of steps, go, not yeah. confident I actually did that. Yeah. Lock again. Do you know what will help you with that? You, is... you, you've done this before, I believe, this bit of advice, but for uh, newer listeners. Okay, is maybe. It to, is it to do with like your socks? Uh, no, that's I think weird. You, 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 last time you posited, if I remember correctly, a device to be like, you say something in your head. And I think your example was like, I'm wearing blue socks and I've locked my uh. car. I that I didn't do that. Man, oh. that might have been a guess that we had on maybe. Um, I don't know. <laughs> doesn't seem likely in this track record. We've had like yeah. three guests. So yeah. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. Oh. Well, I don't do that. I never have done that. Okay. Here's my advice, Cambo. Yeah. Uh get a car mm -hmm. in which um only fifty percent of the doors lock. <laughs> then you just know that your door your car is always unlocked. And ready for the taking, mm -hmm. and you just don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do anyway. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't fix that situation. Uh -huh. So, 
So, like, I, the, but what's weird is I still lock the doors, which then locks 50% <laughs> of the doors. <laughs> so, are, are you hoping that, say, an opportunistic thief comes along yeah. and they do try one of the locked doors and they go, well, I assume they're all locked. Obviously, I can't get through this. What I think would be really funny is if one day my car's stolen, I find it and it's down in a ditch somewhere and... Clearly, the way that the thief has got through is like by breaking a window. Like, you idiot. <laughs> you just didn't try enough doors. I see. Someone didn't try the back left door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, here's the thing. Uh, turns out I took it to an electrician once, auto electrician. And they were like, yeah, so all it needs is like this plastic part. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, but it's going to cost 500 bucks and you need one for every door. And I need it for like, it, it also has to do with the like central, lo- uh, the um, uh, remote locking as well. Right. So I can't remote lock even the two doors that do lock. So he's like, so you need to replace all the doors. So it's like two grand. Can you just to like, can you manually lock the doors? Uh, yes, I can. So why don't yeah. you keep them manually locked at all times? Because yeah, I feel like you some, don't have many passages. Sometimes I do. Yeah. And then other times I forget that I've like <laughs> unlocked it because I put something in the back uh-huh. seat and then... Yeah, but you're potentially walking around with a thousand extra dollars in your pocket yeah. because of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't done some pop. Yeah, do that. If I have to do all four dots. Oh, so, all four, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's the genius now? <laughs> Cambo? Me. This is also what I thought. Somebody a.k.a. listeners of the show, mm-hmm. should work out what that part is that I specifically need for my doors, Honda Civic, by the way, uh-huh. and uh, and then 3D print it. Yeah. I feel like you can make a lot of money 3D printing the right spare parts of just different stuff but, around the world. Wait, does the part cost 500 or does the installation of the part? No, he's saying like the part is oh, like, oh, well, I think I, he's like in total probably. I definitely think then... If you go yeah. to Thingiverse, which has 3D models, you can probably yeah. custom order the print for like 10 bucks. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, I don't know what I'm looking for. And like, yeah. Bring him back and be like, hey, I don't know if you remember me from yeah. f- three years ago. Yeah. What was that little plastic bit? For- <laughs> He's like, oh, Nelson, of course I remember you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You left such an impression. You were really angry. You threw something through a window. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I'm going to charge you for that, by the way. And then I hang up. And yeah. then I'm back to square one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's get into the show. What a, what a digression at the beginning of that episode was. Don't, uh, I'm not sorry about it. it th- this reminds me of, uh, Stacey has, um, someone that works with her. I was just going to hate that I'm mentioning this. Yeah. That listens to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, to our bafflement. Mm-hmm. Because no one that we know listens to the podcast generally. Yeah, yeah. And Stacey was perplexed the other day when she recommended a different podcast to this worker. Yeah. And she said... But is it as good as Reddit? <laughs> yeah. I would like to defer that one listener. I'm now talking directly to you. Yeah. Look back at the last seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've talked about locking cars predominantly. The real question is what podcast isn't better than this? Yeah, yeah. Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of them. Yeah. Even Reddit on Reddit rivals it. Uh, it's better, in my opinion. Yeah. They came out with less episodes <laughs> <laughs> to their absolute benefit. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into it. This one was by Marvel's Grantman136. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller would cast Zendaya in Buffy Reboot. I vote Zendaya. 
I think is the quote. Yes. Maybe. Now, as a, I, I did see this news during the week. Yep. As a Buffy diehard, I'll say, a ride or die, mm-hmm. which is uh, confusing because I'm also a diehard diehard. So. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, you're a diehard stan, yeah. but a Buffy diehard. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, do you think they'll ever reboot it? Mm. Two, if they do, you, I, I think, what's your exposure to Zendaya generally? Um, is it just the Spider-Man movies? And one episode of I Euphoria. I watched one episode of Euphoria. <laughs> too scared to keep going. Yeah. Wait, what else has she been in? Because actually, for some reason, I feel like I have watched something else uh, that she was in. Here's what I find fascinating about Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, she, I believe she's like a Disney Channel kid originally. Right. right. That's where she broke out from. Right. But for the level of fame and like a critical acclaim, whatever she's achieved, mm-hmm. surprisingly small output. Right. Okay. So, Spider-Man um, movies, uh, Dune, Greatest Showman are probably. Oh, oh, I would have seen her in Greatest Showman. Yeah, theatrically yeah. wise, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she's been in small parts here and there, and then Euphoria on TV. Apart from her Disney Channel stuff, like it's yeah. not a huge output, but she's like massively famous. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's because she's dating Tom Holland as well, and everybody but wants to date Tom Holland. Even when that happened, I feel like it was like wow, two, that was like a power couple instantly. Yeah, she yeah. was already so famous. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I I became knowledgeable of her during the Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. But by that point, I found out it looks, I'm like, who is Zendaya? Why is everyone so excited that she's casting <laughs> this? Like, yeah. it made me feel quite old. Yeah. Now having watched Euphoria, I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think they'll reboot it? And if they do, what yeah. do you think Yeah. First, I'd just like to touch on something that occasionally I like to think about. Okay. It just had some relevance to what you said before. Mm-hmm. She said she was like a Disney yeah. person. Um. I always like to remember that Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. I think, even Stevens, even Stevens. Yeah. To me, that blows my mind every time I think about it. I'm like, he's so crazy. Mate, Ryan Gosling was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, yeah, but like Ryan Gosling is like a relatively normal person. To me, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's funny that Shia LaBeouf is now such an insane person. Yeah, yeah. And to look back and be like, he was just like this innocent kid on the <laughs> Disney Channel. Yeah. And now, whoa, he's. Yeah, he's living on planet Mars. I think, uh, I mean, we haven't seen Zendaya's final form yet, Hmm. perhaps, but I'm amazed whenever a child actor doesn't turn out like Shia LaBeouf, you know, like you look at like Lindsay Lohan or Amanda Bynes or any of the people that got really famous really Mm -hmm. early, apart from like the Harry Potter kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm amazed whenever they come out pretty well adjusted. I think it's funny because... I reckon there's always something just a little bit off with child actors when you see them, like, interviewed or something. Two in particular, right, which uh, is Ashley Johnson and Talison Jaffe, who they're actually both on the um, critical role D&D show that I watch. Yeah. And they were both child actors. And they're just both, like, just a tiny bit off okay. you know <laughs> and like still lovely people and you know nothing against them sort of mm-hmm. but i'm just like i think there was just there's just things that child actors miss in their youth that <laughs> they can't get back in yeah. their adult life and yeah. they're, they're just a bit off in i am way. enjoying in the more recent years uh macaulay culkin yeah, uh, yeah he 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 wasn't okay for a while he, mm-hmm. he got pretty pretty out there i think but now just seems to be enjoying one. The uh, he has the ability to make people feel old instantly, mm-hmm. 
which I think he likes to tweet about pretty pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. Like just to let you know I'm this old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and two, he now has obviously just made his money and is completely content not doing anything yeah. anymore. So much so that there is a um, there's a YouTube channel I watch sometimes called Red Letter Media. They do like film reviews and analysis and stuff like that. They're quite cynical and very dry sense of humor. And just as a joke, sometimes he'll turn up on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for, for no reason other than like, it'll just be kind of funny if Macaulay Culkin is there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you reckon he might find it kind of funny to come off in this podcast? I'd love it. Yeah. He has his own podcast now called Bunny Years. So maybe we, maybe oh, we could float that we'll do a, crossover idea. Do a crossover. We'll tell him that we'll promote his podcast on ours. That's the fool. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, at the end, he'll be like, so do you guys insert the promotion like afterwards or whatever? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. We don't do any yeah, look, edi- We don't do any editing in this show, but let's vow now yeah. that if we have Macaulay Culkin on the show, we'll yeah. edit out yeah. the part where he talks about his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we'll plug rabbit ears. It's called Bunny Ears. Uh, yeah. Whatever, Macaulay. <laughs> yeah. I like that maybe we get the setup like all the way to like, oh yeah, I've been working on this project. It's called Beep. And uh, I'm really can, proud of it. You can find it Beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Just the whole time we'll keep asking him about succession, even though that's yeah, his brother. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's Kieran. Kieran yeah. Oh, that's Kieran Culkin on yeah. succession. Right. So you don't know what's going to happen in season four. Oh, or yeah, anything, yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm like, let you know. You know. <laughs> also, can you do the face? Yeah. You know. You know it seems really improvised. Is that show like improvised a lot? No, I, I don't. Again, I don't. I've not been on. No, I'm not on succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what do you vibe? Like, has Kieran. Yeah. Do the face again. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've realized that I don't really like you aside from <laughs> the face. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anywho, what hey, do Richie I think Rich about- sucked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a kid, I thought it sucked, but I did want that McDonald's inside my house. That was a great movie. I wish Richie Rich all the time when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to tease you. Uh, nostalgic movies coming up later in my podnapping. Oh, I hope it's Richie Rich. Uh, nope. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, what do I think about the Buffy reboot? Yeah, potential? yeah. Uh, first of oh, all, oh yeah, I forgot that. I think, <laughs> first of all, I think uh, quite possibly could happen. There's been a lot of buzz about it at the moment mm-hmm. because I think Buffy had a reu- uh, a um, like anniversary rather. Yeah, it's like I don't know, fifty years or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. And um, and there was also a book that came out, uh-huh. which I'm. I don't read anywhere near as much as I used to when I was younger. And it's the one book that I'm like, this might this might be the one that gets me back okay. into reading because <laughs> I was like, I'm really interested to know. It seems as though the author has had uh, interviews, one-on-one interviews with, I think, a lot of the main cast, including Sarah Michelle Gellar, which like she very quite often, she tries to distance herself yeah. from He's Buffy. He's like, I don't know, ask, ask Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> ask Zendaya and then ask her all these questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon there's actually been something, and I, I only say this just from like vague context of things that I've random articles I read, that like maybe Sarah Michelle has is now slowly coming down around to the like, mm-hmm. it's okay to enjoy Buffy again yeah, right. and be like, yeah, I was Buffy kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think she just went through this period of like, I do not want to associate with yeah, that at all. Which I can completely understand. Imagine your whole life is mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when you're like, I've done it for 10 years, I might step away. And, and yeah. the world is like, nope. Yeah. 
Imagine you're Macaulay Culkin and everybody yeah. only knows you for your face. Yeah. <laughs> for your oh my god face. <laughs> I'm being robbed. Uh but and so yeah, so I think it's a possibility because yeah, it's a bit of buzz about it and also Surely there's a producer somewhere being like, I can make a ton of money of this, even if it flops. Well, this is what I want to know is Joss Whedon obviously created Buffy, mm-hmm. but created it for the Fox network, which is now technically Disney. Does he have any ownership of it or does Disney? Mm. Because I would say probably the element that would stop it from getting made most is Joss Whedon. Yeah. Because yeah. at the moment his cultural cachet is Pretty low. Yeah. Some yeah. of some of these allegations of infidelities and mistreatment of actors and women and stuff have come out. Yeah. Especially because Buffy had such pro feminist themes. Mm. You'd need to, I would say, hire probably a female showrunner and not have Joss Whedon involved. <laughs> but he might own yeah, a chunk of the rights. It's good that he, it, it could be that he owns some of it for yeah. sure. Um, like I know, although, the, well, I know the guys that definitely um, wasn't his idea to begin with, right? Like, well, he wrote the original movie, didn't he? Oh, but, did he? I, oh, I, but, okay. but again, was that like a project that he owned, or was it a right for yeah, hire? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, he like, might, the, he might have got like options halfway through or something. Yeah, maybe. That, yeah, and like I know the guys that wrote Back to the Future own the rights to Back to the Future, so they're like, it'll never be remade. Yeah. while we're alive, to which yeah. studios are like, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. wait you out. Yeah, that's we, fine. We've got a guy for this. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be dead within a few yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Say, so I wonder whether you're because he would be the biggest hurdle, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's absolutely right. Um, and in fact, it's funny. So, I mean, I guess sort of joining points a little bit. I think Zendaya definitely in my mind. I think she would be really great. Yeah. Um, am I pronouncing it wrong? By the way, you say Zendaya. I say, I say Zendaya. Zendaya. I yeah. feel like. Zendaya is probably right. Oh. Anyway. Um, and yeah, I think she would re- legitimately be really good yeah. for this role. I can totally picture her yeah. She's uh, playing. She's fuck. Yeah, yeah. But but also just like she has this like natural coolness about her, yeah. which I think Buffy sort of needs in a, in a reboot. Like Buffy kind of wasn't that cool in the series a little bit. Or it's just that really it was like so cheesy, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I guess she was cool, but like she was nineties cool. Yeah. You know? And Here, so and I feel like Zendaya is today kind of cool. Here's my pitch, Hollywood. Mm. So listen up. Okay. You don't even need to do a hard reboot of this. I say fold this into Euphoria. It's a big hit already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the next season. Yeah. Vampire. Oh, she's a slayer. What? Yeah. How did that <laughs> She's got to tackle her addiction and vampires? Oh, my God. How's she going to handle it? That would be great. Yeah. No, I take that back. I watched the first episode of Euphoria and it was stressful. <laughs> I liked it and I never want to see the show ever again. Yeah, it doesn't get better. So yeah, it, I know. It, it, when you I, told me that, I was I, like, why would I? This is not helping me. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd tap out there. If I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm done. It was depressing. Um, but oh. we, what I find uh, sort of uh, most interesting about this, right? So, yeah, I think uh, Zendaya mm, mm-hmm. uh, would uh, be a really good Buffy. I think that the show really was Joss Whedon as much as yeah. anybody <laughs> might hate to admit that. It's the quippy Joss Whedon dialogue. Yeah, yeah. like he really, to me, it's like e- even Sarah Michelle Gellar isn't, as big a part in Buffy as what Joss was. Like, mm. I think you could have recast her and she like, oh, probably yeah. I'd have a crush on that person. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, that would be this, 
the show. Like it would still be just as good. So I, I'm nervous for a reboot mm. anyway because yeah. I think that you do need need an exceptional writer. Like you need you need something somebody that's going to I don't know take it by the horns and like not somebody that's going to be sort of passive about it or not somebody that's going to try and kind of milk maybe like the previous Buffy. Like I think it needs to be its own thing now. You just need to write it from scratch. You need to almost not even think about the previous Buffy existing. You know, you just have like the basic premise and like now turn it into your own show. Yeah. I think that's what needs to happen. But I very much suspect that won't happen. So anyway. Anyway. So, how many, like percentage-wise, how many of our listeners do you think are interested in, have watched uh, Buffy or anything like that? I would say probably they're more interested in Zendaya than Buffy. Okay. So, hopefully that gets them around. Hopefully they're not Macaulay Culkin fans. (laughs) Think about this, Macaulay Culkin fans. Uh Is it? It's just the face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We are firmly Kieran Culkin fans here on this podcast. (laughs) And we want to ask him many questions. Uh, Macaulay, this is, about his brother's show. Yeah. (laughs) I'm interested to know. And could maybe his brother come on for the podcast? (laughs) Anyway, let's get into Ask Reddit. This Ask Reddit is by OK Entrepreneur6942. What is a movie? 42, but not 420. Yeah. They obviously ran out of characters. Yeah. <laughs> 6942. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is a movie that you consider to be as disturbing as it is beautiful? Um, I dare say that probably the go-to for this is like mm. Requiem for a Dream. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Right. In fact, you know yeah. what we just talked about? I would put Euphoria probably in this camp as well. Oh, yeah. That's it's actually a true. really beautifully shot yeah. uh, series, especially mm. the second series. I guess because they just love burning money. They filmed it all on like vintage 35 mil film. Right. So it has like genuine like film crackle in it now. Yeah, right. Which is yeah. what, like, why? Yeah. Other than it, it obviously looks great. <laughs> like, it's just, it's everything about that show is just like aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, but boy, it's it's difficult sometimes to watch as yeah. well. Yeah. Funny that you mentioned Euphoria because what I had on my list for this was the movie Candy. Yeah. Which uh, had, what's his name in it? Heath Ledger. Yeah. D- yeah. I meant the Joker. <laughs> sort of the, the, oh, Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Heath Ledger. And, it is like such a it's a beautiful film i think in the way that it manages to convey the use of drugs in the way that i don't think a film or even tv show has ever been able to do for me mm. um in the sense of the kind of highs and lows of it the lows are the fucking worst. If you haven't seen this movie, it is really depressing. It is a pretty low-budget Australian movie, so I dare say probably some of our listeners maybe have never even heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. It's it, got, yeah, Heath Ledger and uh, Abby Cornish. Um, it's, yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, and what's his name? Lord, what's his face? You know, another Australian dude. Lord. Yeah. The singer-songwriter. No, sir. Sir... Mm, you know, Australian actor. <laughs> <laughs> Old guy. Lives in Camberwell. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> right. 
Sir Jeffrey, isn't he a sir? I don't think Can I just so. Make that up. I don't think so. Is he a lord? Ah, <laughs> uh, Lord of Camberwell, lord the, the of... suburb, one suburb across from where we live now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do often spot. <laughs> I've seen him quite a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Side note on Jeffrey Rush. Oh, uh, tune out now if you're a Jeffrey Rush fan. <laughs> well, j- just that uh, we had a friend that used to manage the theatre in mm-hmm. Campbell. Yeah. And just uh, he's told some funny stories just about like what a event pest Jeffrey Rush is. Yeah. He yeah. would turn up to events he like wasn't invited to. He'd yeah. be like, let me in. I'm Jeffrey Rush. And, they were and like, then drink all the wine. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, Jeffrey, he is Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> yeah. And they would let him in. Apparently there was calls. Sometimes he'd be like, oh, Jeffrey Rush is here. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, one of the stories that I remember um, about Jeffrey Rush was that there was this event some guy who worked with him, he was like some, I don't know, tech guy in one of the one of the films. Literally can't remember which one it was. And he's like, oh, he was with his wife. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look, I might say hi to Jeffrey. He might not remember who I am, but like, I just want to say hello. So he goes up to Jeffrey and he goes, oh, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you remember me. And he's, oh, yeah, yeah I remember you. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, this is my wife. And he goes, oh, hello. <laughs> and... Uh, then, sit down. Yeah, sit down. And so he gets them to sit down and he very purposefully puts himself in between this man and his wife. Uh-huh. And he turns his back to the man and talks to his wife the entire night. He And like gets creepily drunk on wine, yeah, makes yeah. creepy conversation, is getting very flirty. And this whole time the guy is like, trying to get into the conversation, you know, go around Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jeffrey Rush's shoulder. And at one point, Jeffrey Rush turns around to him. He says, oh, sorry, to the lady. Yeah. Turns around to this guy and says, can you shut the fuck up and get out of here? I'm trying to get with this woman. (laughs) He had, Jeffrey Rush had forgotten that the guy instantly introduced her as his wife. Yeah. And just got really drunk and tried to hit on this woman. Very, he's a creepy man, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and we'll just say for legal reasons, uh, that was all a joke. Oh, ha! <laughs> <laughs> just a joke about good old Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, <laughs> Sir Jeffrey Rush, as I like to <laughs> refer to him as. Anyway, uh yes, Candy. And what did you say? Right here from James. Yeah. Anything they're, else? They're both drug movies. To be fair. Yeah. Here's one that I thought that wasn't actually that also fits the bill, and probably more so than than Candy in terms of being beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, do you think um, that's disturbing? It's not as disturbing as something like Candy or yeah. Waking of a Dream because they're they're more like make you feel bad. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is, I think... Um, it's sad, certainly. It's yeah, sad it's movie. sad and perhaps even disturbing with the concept because obviously the concept is about erasing memories. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's like kind of a disturbing element of that, of like what is society yep. like if we're able to remove kind of our memories and things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I would say definitely beautiful. I think yep. the way that it's it's filmed, it's very art housey. Yeah, yeah. Directed um, by Michel Gondre, who is a really creative uh, filmmaker. He does yeah. a lot of like 
almost impossible to work out how they did it. Practical effects. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He, it's, it's really, really creative film. Yeah. He once did a set of challenges where he would do, he would upload a video onto YouTube and people would have to work out how uh, he did it. Ah, uh, right. And one was he completed a Rubik's Cube with his feet. Yeah. And people had to work out how he did it. Someone did finally crack it, which was that the footage is actually in reverse. But to sell it, he had two people walk past the door frame backwards yeah, yeah. to sell the fact that yeah, it's like yeah. forwards motion. He's just added little bits in the frame. Yeah. He also had, there was something inverted in the footage as well that looked like it was playing forward, yeah. but was actually playing backwards <laughs> in real life. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Very, very creative, man. That's cool. Yeah. I'll also chuck um, in, just for good measure, a movie called Mysterious Skin. Mm-hmm. which is actually about like survivors of sexual abuse, but it's also a very beautiful film about healing and brotherhood and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Got a right. young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, oh. uh, but pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, why do I put myself through some of those movies and TV shows? It's terrible. Watch Ted Lasso. It's lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ted Lasso has so little conflict. Yeah. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Actually, do you know what's another good movie for that? Mm-hmm. Um is the movie Chef, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like pretty low stakes yep. the whole time. At the start, like, there's a little bit of conflict or whatever. Yeah. He quits his job and starts a, a, a food truck. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> and even the conflict, the main conflict is that a reviewer gave him a bad review. Like, yeah. it's so low stakes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, on the Ted Lasso front, um, also on Apple TV, who seemed to be becoming the house of like wholesome content weirdly mm-hmm. uh they released a movie called coda recently which again is just very low stakes very wholesome like a yeah. big warm hug of a film yeah a coda stands for child of deaf adult so it's this young girl whose whole family is deaf except for her right. and she's a really good singer and she wants to be a singer but her family can't hear her uh-huh, that's so uh really really lovely film yeah, yeah. it's it's so predictable and so whatever, yeah. but it's so nice. Yeah, that you just don't care. Yeah. Oh, so cool. if you watched Requiem for a Dream or Candy, whatever, yeah, watch this straight up. Watch this straight up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, that's really interesting. That's probably interesting in itself, right? Because there's probably people like that. Yeah. Children that, yeah, would would grow up in a deaf family, have deaf parents. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really... I've never really thought about that. Yeah. That's it interesting. was 2021, weirdly good year for deaf representation. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you had um, Only Murders in the Building, which was a, a show that was a pretty popular murder mystery. It had an entire episode from the point of view of a deaf person with no sound. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkeye featured a pretty predominant uh, deaf character where like all of her thing was American Sign Language. Yeah. Coda also released, which has like huge scenes that are all done with sign language and subtitles and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, here's another one. This is by some unsolicited advice. Uh, the next U S the next U S president is a current stand up comic. Who do you want it to be? And why is a current? What? Stand up. A stand up comic. Yeah. Oh God! Um, imagine if it was Bill Cosby. Because <laughs> we uh, can joke about it, but but I think some people might vote <laughs> yeah, him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the track record. It's not great. Sexual abuse no, but, certainly doesn't seem to count people out. Yeah, especially since I, he got off, which was fucking nuts. I think 
probably though the people that would vote him in are the ones that are also racist. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's we, con- we might be safe there. Interesting, interesting stalemate we might find ourselves in. Yeah. That, what do I hate more? Yeah. Women. <laughs> People that aren't like me. Hmm. Mm, it's tricky. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about let's just run through some classic stand ups at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. So presumably I, I they age need to be wise. Presumably they need to be American. No. Just, okay. That's part of the fun. Okay. Yeah. Great. I have somebody who has no no idea about America. Um. Uh. How about uh. So, like age wise, I think you could easily say Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Age wise, they need to be forty and above. I would say. Yeah. Because like, was Obama one of the youngest? And I think he was just over forty when he. Yeah, I think one of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably one from way back in history that we have no idea about. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. We know like ten presidents, and I think there's been like, what was Trump forty five or something? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I only know Trump. Yeah. And the other one that you just said. I've forgotten already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. So, Jerry Seinfeld, for age reasons, uh-huh. up there. Yeah. Who, you know who I think, actually, not a stand-up uh, comic, but Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. He could, I, get, I, I think, that, he I could think get a lot of votes. That was his dream. Oh, I mean, obviously, he ran for governor and became governor. I honestly think because the the law about having to be born in this country, yeah, which is that thing that Trump was trying to prove about Obama all those years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like the only reason he didn't become uh, president, honestly, because mm. I think people would have voted for him, is because of that law. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I want to get an idea of what Jerry Seinfeld as the president could be. Mm-hmm. So let's imagine he's at he's at the podium. Um, and we will, oh, hang on. I think my phone is connected to this desk, which I don't want it to be. Okay. This will be a good bit. It'll be worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> High expectations, Cambo. I mean, Putin, have you seen this guy? <laughs> What's the deal with invading Ukraine? Oh, yeah. yeah. You can imagine it? it? Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. Universal health care. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Everyone gets it. <laughs> I mean, how do we all... If, if, we you're, all get it. if you're sick, how am I paying? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. And then during every one of these press conferences, Kramer slides in at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, maybe you don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people would get by now. Um, otherwise, uh, I think, um, yeah, American comedy, if we're, if we're, if we're trying to stick with that, there aren't many. How about if you went with somebody that was just like angry all the time, like, uh, Dennis Leary or somebody. Mm-hmm. He already had the thing. He, he's got that song about being an asshole. Yeah, that's his one thing, pretty much. Y- y- yeah, yeah, one thing. <laughs> I've listened to his other stand-up comedy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess. I get lucky you got that song. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, but- he, he pretty much ripped off Bill Hicks when Bill Hicks died. Dennis Lee was like, well, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do his thing. <laughs> I'll be a real cynical guy. Yeah. But um, at least he's come out saying that he is. Uh, an arsehole An arsehole Right, so you like his honesty Yeah Yeah, okay Could be like, oh, it's yeah, starting off with somebody that's just saying it how it is 
just getting angry at stuff. If you didn't have to stick with American stand-up comedian, what stand-up comedian do you think is funny but also smart enough? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it Would def- Would you go for like a David Mitchell or something? I was literally just thinking okay. David Mitchell. Yeah, I reckon it could be him. Uh this is going to be relevant only to Australians, but um, Red Simons. Is, <laughs> okay, wow, that's out of left field. He's actually really yeah, smart. He is very smart. Like yeah. he is, a- and he was also in the Skyhooks, I think. Which Australian band was he in? Um, I don't know. He's in that. He has that song, horror movie, right there on my TV. That's his band. Uh, oh, I don't remember that don't song remember or band. You don't remember Skyhooks? Me? No, no. That's how... What, were you born in the 80s? Yeah. Oh, too young then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's nobody's going to know who that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think David Mitchell would be a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like, oh, who's another intelligent comedian? I mean, they obviously don't have to be intelligent to eventually <laughs> become president. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. But... Uh, how do you think Jimmy Carr would go? Um, I mean, no more offensive than the president they used to have. So <laughs> yeah, I guess he's got that covered. Yeah. Um, the tax laws would be pretty loose. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy and his tax record is it all? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a hard one. I think one. he can just scrap the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. That would be, but see, at least he's like called himself out on it, you know. Oh yeah, he's he's pretty good about it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, he still didn't pay all the millions of dollars, but he's jokes about it, so that's pretty funny. Why would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know if you if you could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously before he passed away, Sean Locke. I would have loved to see uh, his yeah. very pessimistic realism. Yeah, bleed yeah. into the American White House. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, we should move on into Today I Advice. So now it's time for Today I Learned. Today I Learned. And also sometimes advice. This advice is by Tommy K Music. How do you tell a bandmate that he needs to step up his game before we play live? Uh, I'm in a trio. Me and my friend are professional musicians. The last musician of the trio is a professional trade school person and plays music on the side as a hobby. He's having some trouble trying to keep up with us as we can work at a quicker pace than he can. He, I've only just realized that's a really weird way to phrase that. Yeah. That you can work at a quicker pace. That's not really... Uh, When he says that, is he talking about um, like improvising quicker? Because yeah. I am impressed sometimes professional musicians, they'll be like, oh, it's in yeah. this key and this scale and they'll just all start playing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't know what any of that meant. still seems strange to say yeah. work at a quick yeah. pace. Anyway. Because you don't drum in any kind of key. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you, you drum at a bass, I guess. But. Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, like I guess because you can kind of pick up on the rhythm a little bit yeah. with, I think, uh, that anyway. It's kind of beside the point. Uh, He keeps on pushing for the three of us to play live shows and play various different events when we are not ready. What's the best way to tell him that he needs to step up and we need to be well prepared if he wants to play live with us without hurting his feelings? He also doesn't realize how much goes into planning and putting on a killer performance. 
look, this is the this is the bad thing about um people asking for advice. Yeah. The answer is generally within the question they've asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I tell him that we need to be more prepared for live shows <laughs> and that we need to step up because it's more than he thinks is all that stuff you wrote out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Say it. Show him the, send him a text message, link this post. Yeah, yeah, link the, yeah don't write it out twice. <laughs> Obviously. What a waste. Because uh, I think everything mm-hmm. that this person has presented is very reasonable even handed. Yeah. Like, look, there's a we're professional musicians, we've done it before. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. So the standard needs to be high, and I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, isn't I think an offensive thing to say? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think that's that's particularly uh, that's offensive. That being said, is you and I are both professional musicians, so obviously we hear that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, yeah, on the, or, on the on the daily. I'm telling other people normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. We're they, saying this often. Yeah. These new up and comers think yeah, they're yeah. so good. I can't keep up with yeah, this. They can't. I'm really quick on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> I so I actually my view of this is tell me if you think I'm wrong mm-hmm. that that I'm kind of on the side of the guy who's like let's just do some live shows yeah let's stop fucking around because I don't think it really takes much to be live ready for a <clears throat> a trio yeah and like playing at like a bar or something like i don't know if you're playing somewhere more professional if people are like paying money to see the band yeah that maybe that's less likely but i think you should uh, my thing is like you should get experience in the thing that you will do you know professionally yeah so like yeah get some sort of crappy gig at a bar in the corner where nobody's really going to pay attention to you and uh just like i, I think you need experience in that because i think that you will learn a lot more doing that than just kind of practicing and trying to be like oh we've got to get this like perfect showdown mm-hmm. before we even go to a live like to me that's so unrealistic of an expectation yeah and also i would suggest that uh doing a live show a crappy little gig is yeah. probably the best way to prove everything you're saying to this guy yeah yeah that's right the yeah. guy might come over and be like oh man we were unprepared for a lot of that yeah yeah i couldn't keep up with you guys <laughs> yeah. how'd you yeah. do it so quick yeah well they, yeah uh yeah that that's right like that's such a good point as well is like it's not gonna hurt anyone no. for you to go to some place and play it out and uh-huh. see how because I think you might also be surprised by perhaps this person being able to pick it up a little bit or yeah. just be like oh that it wasn't as bad as like we thought in rehearsal yeah. because in rehearsal you're being like really particular about like oh gotta you know get in real fast for example. Yeah, the, is something the, the, that musicians yeah. often say. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we have to say this on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way I, I can imagine this would ever blow up in their face is if the drummer says, I want to play live. And they're like, all right, well, you go find us a gig and we'll play live. Yeah. And he comes back and they're like, oh, my God, we're opening for Green Day. We're going to go on tour with them. And then you yeah. could be like, oh, okay, well, we really need to practice more. That's okay still. You do like a, um, like, oh, crap. Daft Punk did. Ah, wear helmets. Wear helmets. Did anybody really know their names until they like, you know, make up names, do stuff? Gorillaz did the same thing, didn't they? Yep, animated band. Yeah. Yeah. You have that way, even if you suck. Yeah. That's your avatars. You can throw them in the bin. Yeah. Tomorrow. Also, um, 
if you don't want to do that, before each song, be like, oh, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> uh, this next song is a joke. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. if it's bad, everyone's like, well, it's it, bad, but it was a joke. It was so, just a joke. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's really good, at the end you say, that was just a Actually, joke. Actually, sorry, it, that, that one was serious. I've, sorry, I've, I missed I missed My up. joke was that it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because obviously, <laughs> due to the clapping, you really liked it. So there's that. Um, yeah. Uh, here's another one, Kembe. This is a Today I Learned. Today I Learned. Oh, wait, this is by Yureku. Today I learned that on average, half of all service dogs fail their training. Due to this poor rate, South Korea experimented with cloning service dogs that had already passed their training. Wow. The resulting clones passed at rates much higher than average. Wow. Isn't that so cool and interesting? That is... <laughs> Whoa. Um, I'm surprised they didn't also... So it says service dogs, talking about just military service dogs? Or are uh, they talking about like um, seeing eye dogs and things like this? Well? It could be that. I, yeah. I obviously didn't click on the link. Yet, but I've got I've got lots of music stuff to do. Uh-huh. You know, so well, <laughs> you got all those gigs. Got all those skills. And you got you you have to practice your speed, of which you, you can do music. Yeah. Do, do you know the number one thing that lets down musicians is they don't practice their speed. You got to <laughs> practice it constantly. So. Well, one thing that I had kind of learned, I did some work with guide dog things here in victoria mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of dogs that don't pass but yeah some of them put down don't in the head some of them don't pass for like technical mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. uh i think that they're the dogs to adopt because yeah. they're so well trained yeah so there was one that that didn't pass because he he had this inner ear thing yeah. which could potentially affect his hearing in future Right. So they're like, we can't, we can't let him yeah. He'd gone through all the, the months and months of training. Yeah. He was like a such a perfectly trained yeah. dog. But it's just this potential risk that his hearing could be affected in the future. Yeah. Adopt that dog. It's an amazing dog. Yeah, yeah. It's had thousands of dollars of training yeah. from the, some of the best people in the world. Yeah. And then clone that dog. Clone that dog. Clone the hearing thing out of it. <laughs> clone it out of him, as they say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what doctors say. What do you, I got a, I got a um, club foot. I will clone that out of you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the prestige situation where the original you will die. Yeah. But yeah. the clone you will always live on. Yeah. Yeah. Without the club foot, obviously. It's very, uh, very advanced technology. Um, yeah. I think this is uh, really cool and interesting. I did just click on the article then because you basically twisted my arm. And I think it is just all types. It was yeah. various different service right. dogs. And it's such an interesting thing to do because there's like this little part of my brain that when I hear about cloning, it's like my brain's like, oh, it's a bit unnatural and kind of mm. weird. And like, and like, should we be messing with the evolution of life yeah. that much? Like, obviously, it's way more um you know unethical when it becomes humans or potentially i don't know you know maybe there will be i i I feel like dogs are starting to get to that line you know what i mean like i feel a bit uneasy about it because there's something to say well like if you clone dogs and then and then theoretically you would end up breeding out imperfection. Yeah. Right? Because all the like slightly worse dogs, which is sort of 
it, it just feels like it messes with life too much. Although I guess the domestication of wolves well, yeah, <laughs> messed yeah, with yeah, yeah. life quite a bit in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Look at you hours. Yeah. <laughs> what a pathetic wolf that is. Um, but yeah, there's just something that's like you're, if, if you just end up with the same, you, you end up just like eliminating a lot of um, variation yeah. by if cloning becomes the norm yeah, because then, it will end up being like, well, why wouldn't you get a clone dog that you know is going to be perfectly yeah. healthy and whatever for like its whole life? People and, would become dog racist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There'd be yeah. breeds of dogs that slowly stop being cloned and yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We Do are you, already dog racist. We just said Chihuahuas are pathetic. Yes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but imagine the rest of the world was as dog racist as us. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Do you know about Barbara Streisand, by the way? Uh she's a clone. Yeah. Uh her dog is a clone. Oh, okay. She loved her dog. Yeah. Dog died. Had it cloned. Had it cloned. Has the same dog. See, it's weird. Dog that died you again. Just- had it cloned again. Oh, it's weird that you can just get it cloned. <laughs> See, I'm pretty uneasy about yeah, that. Yeah, it seems weird, doesn't it? For like personal gain, for some reason, it seems weird. Like at least there's like an altruistic kind of nature with these these service dogs, right? Because yeah. you're like, okay, they, they serve a purpose kind of thing. There's, there's a reason to. I would love to know though if... I'd love to speak to Barbara about this. We could yep. maybe get her on the show. We'll ask Macaulay if he knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just see what her experience has been with the dogs and how similar they are. Yeah. Or if there was, because obviously that's like such a, it answers such an interesting question of nature versus nurture, right? Because that's like the age old question is what is more influential and kind of people have just basically said, well, it's just make sure of both. But yeah, yeah. What yeah. a boring answer. I want to know <laughs> like <clears throat> how close that is, you know, for somebody that's, Obviously love their dog so much. You'd think the fact that she got it cloned a third time means well, that probably So I think I'm slightly wrong. I actually think that she did it didn't die twice. I think she got it cloned twice. Oh, and the So, so she, she just has got two three ver- she's got and three the, dogs. I know the original one has since died. Right. But here she is sitting with three identical dogs. Oh my god, that's insane. That is so weird. It's yeah. really, it's funny too, isn't it? Because dogs mature so fast. It's like the only thing that you could do where you've got all of them in one kind of life. Like, well, I mean, you couldn't do that with a human, right? Because I feel like yeah. you have to start with a baby and then you've, and you've got a 40 year old at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but dogs just seem like all kind of their maturity that grows up at the same time. You, you will have like kind of the exact same within, dog and Within a year, you would probably have evened them out. Yeah. Can you imagine being Barbara Streisand's PA or whatever? Yeah. And her dog dies and she's like, oh, it's terrible. Like, can you get me another one? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, was it a terrier? We'll go get you another. No, 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 no. Get me another one of that dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until eventually there's just a drawer full of these dogs that she just pulls out. They're frozen, obviously. They thaw after a bit. Do you reckon they just went and got another white terrier? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's your dog again. Definitely the same one. <laughs> this costs $10 million, please. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, we should move on. Oh, wait, okay. I just want to uh, touch on this point that made me think about as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of depressing for everybody to know. And Great. and rather than keep this information in, mm-hmm. I'd prefer to share it with everyone okay. so that they can also be just as depressed as I am. 
just because it has to do with uh, genetics, which is, I guess, the point of this, right? Like certain dogs are just better at passing, yep. you know, after yep. being trained. Um, Labradors, for example. I learned, well, well, oh, I mean, even, even within even that, DNA yeah, wise, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But not those pathetic two hours was my point. They would never. <laughs> uh I learned from a friend that uh, he, he was studying sports science in university and he said he had a really depressing experience one day because he basically learned that all professional athletes are just uh, have the genetics to be that great and uh, do well at their sport. And you will not be able to compete at their level in the slightest. No matter how much you train, how dedicated you are, your genetics won't ever match up to them and you will never get to their level. And it just seems like such a super depressing realisation probably of, you know, the world that, like, you could love something wholeheartedly and really want to make that your career. You're just not and built you for it. Just won't. Yeah. You physically won't be able to get there. And it's like, oh, how depressing is that? And that's why you hear about things of like different sports people, their children follow in the same sport and yeah. they play just as well, kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's because it's literally in the in their genes. Um, but yeah. Anywho, uh, let's move on. Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. This shower thought is by Bert Bert 46. In your 30s, young people think you're old and old people think you're young. So we have both entered our 30s now. Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this statement? Do you feel old or young? I feel hmm what do i feel it's i think it's sometimes dependent on stuff actually it's like situational because when it comes to technology i still sort of feel no actually that's not even true i sort of feel young but only if i'm like talking to my parents about right, technology okay. yeah yeah but then i'll see like a younger kid doing i don't know working with an ipad or something like my my nephew my youngest nephew the way that this blew my mind is gonna sound not that exciting but he was watching like youtube videos and he clicked the skip ads button and like he doesn't even really talk yet (laughs) i was like that's amazing yeah that he's just so you said at the moment. And I was like, he will get to a point where I'll be the old guy that's like, I don't know how to use this device. And he'll just intuitively know how to use it. You should have lent over and gone, you don't even have YouTube premium. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you disgust me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an, uh, that's an interesting development in children's evolution. The other thing I've found, uh, one, one of the, the moms at the place I work said her mm. kid there was a magazine in front of them and they, they did the gesture to swipe oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because obviously a lot of what you read yeah. and interact with is on the screen. That, fi- that I find that nuts. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Even my uh, niece one time went to zoom in on oh, something. Really? And my 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 sister, her mum, like, made a video and was like, Mila, tell everybody what you did. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I tried to do this. And it's like... 
you know, it's so funny to us, but like when you've only grown up with media via screens, it sort of makes sense, you know, yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. like you, you don't necessarily, I mean, my niece was old enough. I think she kind of just had a bit of a moment where she was like engrossed in what she was looking uh-huh. at and just wanted to zoom in on it. But um, yeah, it, it's really funny, isn't it? That those sort of traits, I think are going to just come out. Weirdly, the thing that comforts me about age, and this is an unhealthy way to do it, is celebrity. Because sometimes I'll see a celebrity, I'm like, oh, they're 42. They yeah. look great. Yeah. Oh, I, I, if, if I look anyone like that at 42, that's great. It's not so old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. every every time, I, there's always like a celebrity roughly 10 years older than me that I'll see like, oh, but they still look good. That's yeah. fine. This is, yeah. this is fine. This is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But do you, so do you consider yourself young or old, do you think? I think still... I think still young, especially because um, we're still doing all the stuff that I think is considered young, like uh, getting married and buying a house and things, which are Mm -hmm. generally considered like young things to do, albeit our generation has been delayed like eight years behind the previous one. It's been delayed behind that. So like our parents brought houses in their like early 20s. Yeah, yeah. And we're buying in their early 30s. But it's still, I feel like uh, this is a you're starting your life, this part of your life thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I, do you know what I am surprised about the most is, um, oh, I saw something on Reddit the other day, actually. On this show. Something related to me. Yeah. Oh, doesn't <laughs> now, seem the appropriate place to bring it up, but okay. And um, it was, uh, oh, crap, I can't remember. But it was saying that, oh, it was talking about retirement mm-hmm. and how people are retiring at 60. And it, what was <laughs> so interesting is so many comments. I can't tell you how many went through and they were like, you're basically an old, decrepit, worthless piece of crap when you're 60. <laughs> like so many comments yeah. just thought that when you turn 60 or roughly 60, like you're dying, like you are so <laughs> close to death. Yeah. And I just thought how goddamn like, like amazing. You don't have another 30 years <laughs> yeah, yeah. in you. That's why it. It, that, that's why like, like, I'm sure all the people commenting are under 30 they yeah. have more than your life yeah, left exactly, on average exactly on average and it's just I, I was seriously like and not one comment correcting them you know how I've, I've said before my theory about Reddit is that a lot of young people are on it and yeah. post way more than people. I think people that view it are of like all ages, but yeah. people that post and comment are mainly young. I think this almost proved it. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but I think that probably uh, what I was going to say is as I get older, I realize those sort of older ages aren't as old themselves, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't mind aging. Mm-mm. Yeah. I've, I've yet to hit the age where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old now. I, yeah. I feel like some people get that even when they're doing like 25 and 30 and all the milestones. But every time yeah. I'm like, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that feels about right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think um, for me, it's about, I don't know, not my age or something, but like a body is more sore right now i have a huge uh pit of tape on my back because i just went to the physio because i've had a really bad low back for right. like a week or more and so do you make a noise th- when you get up from a chair uh i keep it in all <laughs> right but you still so can like, keep it in yeah, yeah. uh 
I can keep it in for the moment. Give me another couple of years, Cambo, and then that's when I'll be letting it out. No, but uh, that to me is like getting older mm-hmm. and just like small things as well. Yeah. Like I'm, I went I'm through a period for my gray hairs. Weird. Weird. Oh yeah. See, I've got a lot, quite a lot of gray hairs yeah. at the front. Mine haven't come in yet, but they're yeah. coming. Yeah, I've seen my family. They're coming. Yeah. Even one day, this is probably TMI. Although I think for some reason I've shared it on the podcast before as well. But there was like, I had like a month where it felt like I always needed to pee. Oh, right. And to me, that's just such a, doesn't that sound like such an old person problem to yeah. have? Yeah. It's like you can imagine some old guy in a nursing home just being like, oh, I always need to pee, yeah. you know? And I felt like that for my, I was like, I'm getting older because my body is like failing in weird and interesting ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's what makes me feel old. Anyway, here's another one. This is by Giga. Jedi would actually be terrible for truly diplomatic meetings. They can influence people's thoughts, so no one would ever believe they didn't just coerce their way into an agreement. Well, you know what I find interesting about the concept of Jedi mm-hmm. is the more they've been explored... Mm-hmm. the worse they seem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in the original Star Wars, they're mentioned fleetingly like, oh, I remember Jedi used to be around. Mm. There were these great warriors and that's all you really had. Yeah. And the more and more you learn about them, yeah, they're like, oh yeah. And they all dress the same in weird cloaks yeah. and they're all celibate yeah. and they have to be kids when they're chosen and they get taken away from society. You're like, whoa, whoa hang, hang on, hang on. Hang yeah, on. Yeah. This sounds awful. Yeah. I've, I thought about the scenario of sending a Jedi in to a diplomatic meeting and the person going like, whoa, hey, I, you know, not feeling comfortable about this. You can, uh, you know, coerce me with your magic mind tricks. Mm. And the Jedi to then just go, get out their lightsaber and say, what what do you think about it now? And they go, I'm sorry, sir. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, I'll sign whatever treaty or something, whatever you want. I don't know. I think probably the history that we don't know is that the Jedi are the fucking worst. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think that, they're the evil guys. I think that like even those prequel movies for as fucking boring as they are. Yeah. Pretty much proved that the Jedi were super ineffective at stopping <laughs> a galactic superpower coming to power because they're just too worried about their own bullshit and <laughs> tradition and whatever. Yeah. I think I'm on the side of the Empire. Yeah, which I, I know like in some of the later ones, especially The Last Jedi, which was a pretty divisive film, uh, people were upset that Luke was like, oh, let the Jedi die. I agree with it. Yeah. They seemed shit. Yeah. Get, get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should move on into podnapping. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm being podnapped. Podnapping. This is Podnapping, where we nap a pod. We take a topic of conversation or a segment from another thing and we do it ourselves. It's my week this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, though this Podnapping was actually suggested by Stacy. Oh. Uh, and in fact, it is a, a game that her and I just play in our regular lives. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's movie-based. Okay. Yeah. Classically. So this is something that we do and it is a game that makes you consider your own nostalgia, I think. Mm-hmm. Because every now and then something will be on TV or something will come on, and I'll turn to Stacey and I'll say, "Do you think on Rotten Tomatoes this is fresh or rotten?" Oh, and you need to consider how much you've grown up with it and love it, yeah. and how much, like from an objective viewpoint of critics, yeah. it actually fared. Yeah, okay. And it's kind of harder than you think it is. 
Are we going off critic score or? Okay, this is what I've done. Yeah. All of these movies mm-hmm. have better audience scores than critic scores. Okay. But some are fresh and some are run. Okay. In this list. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to throw it to you a movie. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me whether you vibe it's fresh or rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, really. Yeah. And then roughly what you think it's going to get. Okay. And then we'll also reveal what people actually thought of it, the audience score. Okay. Um, I will clarify to be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, it's, you actually need 60%, not 50%. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Good to know. So I'm going to throw a couple of films at you. Now, if, if, if our listeners, if you came of age in the late 90s and early 2000s, please play along because yeah. this, <laughs> this will be exactly what this kind of is in, in this yeah. kind of niche area. Yeah. If you were born later than that, um, go have a snack or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or learn about these films, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's true. And which ones you should avoid, which ones are good. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there a chance that there are going to be movies in here that I haven't watched? Or um, do you think pretty? Uh, look, possibly. Okay. I think lower chance. Okay. Okay. First one I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. Is it fresh or rotten? A Knight's Tale. <sighs> I. Oh, the. Uh, I feel like you started off with a real tough one because. I watched it probably not that long. Oh, I say not that long ago. Maybe it was like three or four years ago, <laughs> but still not that long ago for how long that movie came out. And I forgot that there's weird like queen music yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts with like We Will Rock You or something, yeah. right? And then they all dance to David Bowie later on. I reckon most people's memory of it is like, oh yeah, like medieval movie. Yeah, but it's, it's called like, a lance, that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, but they've just like tried, they've, they've put in these random like contemporary, act, yeah, yeah, contemporary sort of scenes and stuff. And you're like, this is weird and it doesn't go very well. But I think otherwise I enjoyed the movie. I would say probably. For most people, a breakthrough performance for Heath Ledger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know um, technically it was like two hands or whatever, but I intended yeah. to head about you. But I would say a lot of people could this could be their first Heath Ledger film. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say then it is fresh. Mm-hmm. It and is rotten. Rotten. Wait. By both. Wait. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I no, forgot what I was uh, doing. Uh, I'm doing the critic. Critic. Oh, do you know what? Okay, we well, said it already. But in my head, I was like, I could see a critic not. Uh, I could so see a critic seeing this. Here's the interesting rotten. thing about okay. Night's Tale. Technically rotten. Yeah. 59%. Oh. It's 1% below being oh, fresh. Oh, that's funny. Audience score, though. The people. Yeah. Where do you reckon they sit on it? What's your percentage so, score of audience? I think definitely fresh. Okay. I've got to remember critics first. Uh, I'm going to say it's like 73. Oh, you're really close. It's 79. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah almost 80% yeah. of people said, you know what? Yeah. And I, I think I, I have such nostalgia for that movie. I used to yeah, yeah. it on DVD. I used to watch it a lot. Okay. But for the ones that are rotten, I've actually pulled what the critical consensus was. This is what the critics... <laughs> okay. Rotten Tomatoes does a summation of what all the critics basically were saying. Okay. So they've written it themselves, but it's a, a summary of what generally critics are saying, yep. which is once you get past the anachronisms, A Knight's Tale becomes predictable, if spirited, Rocky on horseback. <laughs> right. So I'm saying it's just kind of a derivative sports yeah, movie. That's kind of true yeah, it in is, the way it? that plays out. But like, again, see, I see that as totally, yeah, like that's such a critic thing to say. But you could be like, yeah, it could have a same format. It's like all the Marvel movies have yeah. the same format, but they're really good. Also, <laughs> like um, if you're like a 40-year-old critic who's grown up on Rocky, I can see that. Yeah. But I saw this before Rocky. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I was like, this is so original. <laughs> brilliant, yeah. Uh, 1999's The Mummy. Is that fresh or rotten? Remember, Ooh. critics first. Okay, critics first. Sorry, critics first. Um... 
I also have to think about what it's competing with, right? Which mm. is probably Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'd right. say it's a if, fair, if you're a fair a call. Critic, kind of what you were saying earlier. They they were comparing it with like Rocky or something. Uh, so I think they would think it's like worse than Indiana Jones. Also, I will point out remake of the Universal horror movie of the same name, The Mummy. Uh, so the, the Mummy was a movie from the 1930s, right, the Universal right. Horror, okay. like Frankenstein, The Mummy, yeah. that kind of stuff, which they did switch the genre on. Yeah. I also think maybe, though, the CGI at the time might have been pretty good, so that would probably have an impact yep. on the critics' score. So I'm going to say fresh. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll say this. Um, what What are you vibing then as a critic score? 61 Oh, my God. It's 61%. <laughs> it's really? Yeah. It is. It's fresh. It's 61 So it's just fresh. Yeah, yeah. Just fresh. <laughs> See, that's easy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it's just there for a critic. Yeah. But then audience score, I think I'm going to say much higher. Mm-hmm. You've actually thrown me off with a, a Night's Tale being 80, basically 80%. Because I would think that maybe this would be higher than that. Or or, or actually lower, but then, I don't know. Mm. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say it's in the 80s. I'm going to say it's like 83 Oh, it's 75. So it is lower than a Night's Tale. Oh, it is lower. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that one, that one fresh, but oh, I only just got across the line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about Space Jam? Ooh, Space Jam. I think this could be weirdly uh, fresh. Because I think that sometimes the critics almost go the other way and they're like, yeah, it's just a bit of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, because I don't... I mean, I think Space Jam is one of those nostalgia movies, like you were saying, yeah. where like probably the memory of it is better than the actual film when you go back to watch it. And so, I th- But I think critics at the time probably would have ate up the whole like Warner Brothers stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to say... It was fresh. What are you vibing as a score? Oh, this one I find a little bit harder. Um, but I think it could be quite a bit higher. Uh, I'm going to say like 70%. It's rotten. Okay. 44%. Oh, okay. All right. So slightly lower. That's like kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Like I, oh, I would honestly I probably thought... put it even a bit lower than that. Yeah, Maybe right. Maybe 35% or something, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, but then the audience score, I think people score. will be more nostalgic about this more than anything. Mm-hmm. And it could be like really high. It could be like, I'm going to say 85%. Only 63. Oh, Which okay. really surprised yeah, me. Because yeah, okay. I thought the same. Like, oh, people seem to love Space Jam. Yeah, They're going to yeah. really be biased here. And went on, and it, it is pretty much oh, people okay. like, eh, yeah, it's not yeah. that good. People went Which, back and watched it and they were like, oh, no, yeah, this isn't that good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, what about the movie Rush Hour? Is that fresh or rotten? Ooh. I quite like the movie Rush Hour. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't objectively see why it would be considered bad, especially for the first one, you know? And Maybe, this is just the first one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the sequels you could argue is like, oh, it's just they're just trying to redo what they did in the first one or something. So I'm going to say uh, it's fresh. Okay. 
and I'm vibing. I do hate critics though. I'm going to say, yeah, 70%. It is fresh. Mm. 60%. Oh, It's literally okay. the exact percentage it needs to be fresh. Yeah. It couldn't be more on the line right. between fresh and rotten. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, audience score, I'm going to say. I still, like, I, I watched this not I that love, long ago. I love I think it's great. I'm, I'm going in the 90s. That's how high I'm going. I'm going 92%. Uh, 78 Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's disappointing. Look, I, I literally can't think of like a bad thing about that film. Maybe it hasn't aged well necessarily. So, well, the, the, the critical consensus, which I actually didn't copy, but I do remember it here, yeah. was that it's it's kind of a formulaic buddy cop story. Right. And it's just got the flavoring of the Jackie Chan stunts over the top of it, which again, it's, I guess yeah. kind of true. Like it is yeah. to, essentially, yeah. But, but again, it's like yeah. my first buddy cop movie that yeah. I saw. So I obviously have a soft spot for it. But I still hate that idea that it's like, oh, it's been done before. Yeah, fucking everything's yeah, been yeah, done yeah, before. Yeah. The whole point is that it's like different because they've done uh, this different flavor. They've, you know? they've it's added like, a, a twist. Yeah, yeah. I think that's got to be the point. Anyway, okay. What about the movie Hook? Hook. Ooh, the old Peter Pan. Uh, With Robin Williams, directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this is fresh too. Again, yeah. I can't really see why it would, wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. There's nothing obvious to me. So I'm going to say it was fresh. Yep. I'm going to say maybe a bit higher okay. than my previous guess of 70%, although I was wrong by that, Obviously by 10%. It as a kid's movie classic, Hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe actually I will change that because I thought I thought Rush Hour was 70% and I was 10% off. No, wait, was that Rush Hour? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say 75%. It's rotten. Really? 29%. What? <laughs> that is extremely low. What do you reckon the audience score is, though? It's got to be fresh, right? I just can't... Like, to me, that I that was one of the movies when I was younger. I watched heaps. Like, I watched a lot. Yeah. Oh, I still think it's... <laughs> like, I still can't see what's, like, bad... I swear to fucking God, if the critics say, oh, this was just a formulaic Peter Pan story or something, I get angry. Okay, I'm going to say it's fresh still. Yep. Well, oh, my guess has been it. way off. The, the audience see, score I think, has been I, closer. I think this game is to... harder than you think. Yeah, yeah. Because you forget sometimes that critics do not give any leverage to something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't ever like going by the critics score, though, because I feel like they're, they're You're a man of normally the so in terms of my opinion so far off. Uh so I'm still going to go I guess with uh what I think the what I think of the movie and I think it's it. that's what I'm going to do. Fuck every other thing yeah. I've been trying to justify. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with what I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to say this is like in the 80s, let's say 80%. Okay, it's 76, so you're not far off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The critical consensus of Hook said the look of Hook is lively indeed, but Steven Spielberg directs it on autopilot here, giving in too quickly to his sentimental qualities. That was just garbage. <laughs> that that <laughs> sentence didn't say anything. <laughs> that was that's rubbish. All right. Next one. Uh, there's a couple left. In fact, I might skip ahead a bit. The Mighty Ducks. 
Well, Cambo, that's just formulaic team movie, obviously. So, so you're going to get rotten. The critics are calling that rotten. And I'm going to say it's 43%. It is rotten. Mm-hmm. 21%. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no faith in the critics. Anymore. I can tell you they said the Mighty Ducks has feel-good goals, but it only scores a penalty shot for its predictability. <laughs> See predictability because they're like, oh, it's, Sorry, it's a team sport that's happening. It's a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no oh. shit. Oh my god. Uh, audience, though, what, how do you think the audience reacted? Oh. Um, yeah, I think that's got to be that was like a classic. So I'm gonna say fresh again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like such a yeah, like a classic almost. Um, I'm going to say the it's in what do I how do I feel about it. It's been a long time since I watched it. I'm going to say 78%. 78%. It was 65 Okay. So, again, not as actually as, as fresh yeah. as I was expecting for that movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, it, it feels like it should be higher based mm. on the notoriety of that film, you know? Here's another classic kids film of our generation. Yeah. Jumanji. Talking about the original Jumanji. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... See, again, I think this one probably could get extra points for the effects in yep. the movie uh, from from a critic point of view. A classic Robin Williams performance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go against what I've sort of been doing. And I, and I, because I've been in, inclined to actually say rotten recently because I feel like critics are so wrong. But for some reason, I, I'm feeling that this might just make it into fresh. Uh, in the 60s, I'm going to say. It's rotten. Oh, for fuck's sake. 55. So okay, just pretty one. close. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, of course, it's fucking rotten. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then audience score, again, going to be higher. How do I feel about it? Ooh. I've been a bit off with some of them. I'm going to say 77%. Uh, no, 62. Mm. So, again... Not as high as I would expect for yeah. Jumanji. So here's a test for you. Original Jumanji, technically rotten, right? right. And I would say 55 and 62, like pr- for both scores, a pretty middling score. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle got with The Rock? Oh, my God. If it scored higher on either, I'm going to throw your laptop through the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say rotten then, and I'm going to say... It lost probably, what was the one that got 20% that it was like Hook or something, right? Uh, yeah, Hook got 29 and Mighty Ducks got 21. See, that's insane to me because I have this horrible feeling that the reboot Jumanji is going to score higher than those, which I think is wrong. Uh, I'm going to say 35. It's fresh. Fuck off. 76%. Are you kidding me? But... What's the audience score? What did the audience feel about this? It's got to be less than the original, hopefully. Original audience score 62. Oh, my God. But people do love The Rock. Um, I, I, I have to go with my gut and say that it's lower. I'm going to say, oh, but would it be rotten? Yeah, I'm going to say it's rotten. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Eighty-seven percent, Nelson. Uh, what is wrong with the world? There is well, no sense to this. You want to hear my take? Yeah. 
Welcome to the Jungle is better. What? I firmly believe. Really? Yeah. I rewatched Jumanji Program three years ago, the original one. Okay. I think after I watched the new one. Yeah. And I was like, the new one is less inventive, certainly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, oh, it's really way better than it should be and oh. pretty tightly made. Like yeah, it's it's yeah. as a family movie, it's pretty darn good. I do actually remember enjoying it. Yeah. To be to when, be fair. When and in was, fact, I really only did the score then based on the fact that I wanted it to be less yeah. than the original, <laughs> but not necessarily my own view of it. Because I think yeah. I did like it. Yeah. But I still just felt like that robbed the first one because <laughs> But it's funny, yeah. um, I I was hating on it when it was releasing. I kind of like, oh, the rock and his cynical cash-in of a <laughs> yeah. franchise or whatever. Yeah. And Stacey actually saw it a bit early up at a movie convention in Queensland. I remember she came back and she was like, it was pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I quite liked it. And I was kind of like, okay, idiot, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I had the same, when I came out of it, I was like, oh, that was... That was pretty good. Yeah, like much yeah. to my surprise. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I have to watch the first one because again, as a kid, I watch Jumanji many times over and over again. The very first one, mm-hmm. quite enjoyed it. To me, it, I, to I me, think that it deserves one, more than its score. Yeah, but yeah. I actually think that the second one, as far as crowd pleasing kids yeah. entertainment, if you put both of them on for a kid these days, the second one will do way better than the first one. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do. We've got three more. We'll do a bit, bit, bit of a speed round. Back to okay. the future, fresh or rotten? Uh, rotten. It's fresh, Nelson. Ninety six percent. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going against everything I that I believe in now. This now I'm life. just throwing curveballs at you. Yeah, exactly. What are you in school? What do you think? Uh, well, that's got to be fresh, and but I think less. I think maybe in the eighties. Let's say like eighty five, ninety four. Oh, okay. Audiences and critics only two percent difference. Whoa, they pretty much surprising. agree on Back to the Future. How do they feel about Back to the Future too? Uh, critics find that rubbish, obviously, because it's just uh, formulaic of the first one. Fresh, <laughs> fresh or rotten? Uh, it's rotten. Uh, what score? Uh, thirty-five. Oh, that is rotten. Uh, it is fresh, but only sixty-four. Oh, okay. I only just limped across the line. Audiences, yep. though. Um. Let's go 72. 85. So oh. it, it's it's for audiences, only a pretty small diminishing returns between sequels. Yeah, yeah. And the last one I've got here, I just want to throw a curveball. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, now, very last... divisive film when it came out. Yeah. Um, What's that one? We went and saw this at a midnight screening together. I don't know if you remember right, that. Right, okay. Uh, it is the one the, the of the sequel trilogy, the one the one right in the middle. Right. Uh, um, I'm going to say critics. Obviously, everybody hates Star Wars as a critic. So, yeah, for that, that's low. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- in the 30s. Okay. Um, audience. Um, a lot of people don't like Star Wars <laughs> also. Even the ones that love it, surprisingly. Yeah. The more you love Star Wars, so, the more you fucking hate it. But I think there was also a there was like a subcategory of Star Wars people that are like, I just love that it's like newer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's also CGI a subcategory of people that started a petition to remake this film. <laughs> right. Yeah. But different. I think I might say it's like maybe just fresh from people like low sixties. I'll do this one in reverse. Okay. The audience score for this is only 42%. Okay. So yeah. divisive is exactly the way. Well, that's yeah. almost not quite half of the yeah. people. 
and then like people that hate it, hate it. People that love yeah. it, love it. Yeah. Critics, ninety-one. It's the highest-rated Star Whoa. Wars movie. Whoa. If I was any one of these critics, <laughs> aside from the ones that I think rated Back to the Future, I would have to quit my job because I'm just so off. Yeah. From yeah. It. I'll, I'll do a speed round for you right now. This is just off the top of my head now, not on the notes. Yeah. What's What's the Rotten Tomatoes critic score for Toy Story? Uh, uh, 23%. 100%. What is Whoa. the critic score for Toy Story 2? 23%. 100%. What is the critic score for Toy Story 3? I could get into a trap here. 100%. 97. They really really (laughs) dropped the ball on that last one. one (laughs) It's only a single negative review. All right. Yeah. I don't trust critics (laughs) ever. That's a pretty good run of trilogy movies though. Yeah, yeah. The third one dropped 3%. Do you know what the audience score is? Uh, They're also pretty high. I think they're in the 80s for all of them. Yeah, right. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, now on to the next segment, Nelson. Now on to the next segment. Which is the end of the show. <laughs> oh, well, we've been going so long, Cam, but I think we should skip the AMAs for this week. What do you reckon? Uh, no, let's do them. Okay. <laughs> all right, we don't have any. All right? <laughs> Call my bluff. We, we run out. We've, we've run out. Um, if you'd like to write into us... <laughs> You could do so. Reddit podcast, R-E-A-D-I-T podcast, yep. gmail.com. You could also reach us at Facebook, Twitter, and our subreddit. They're all R-E-A-D-I-T podcast. Um, we'd also appreciate if you su- could subscribe and um, r- and rate the podcast. Yep. And go in and rate Jumanji higher. <laughs> the original Jumanji. The original Jumanji. What about Hook? On, yeah, right. That one. Huh? Wait, what did that end up as? I know the audience score was okay for Hook. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Jumanji. Just Jumanji needs your help. Jumanji. Don't rate Jumanji the Robin next level. Williams. That's the rock one as well. Do you do you love the fact that Ron Williams died? Is that why you're not, it, uh, it, you know, increasing the rating of that? Think about that, you horrible, horrible person. And obviously rate us five stars. And then obviously rate us five stars. Mainly the Jumanji thing, though. I'm, more, five I'm more invested on the first Jumanji than I am this podcast. Here's the perfect compromise. Rate us yeah. five stars. Talk about Jumanji in the review. Oh. Of our show. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I like it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will see you later. <laughs>